0: Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whelan Online and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey from an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee. This is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello friends and welcome to the Homestead Journey podcast. You guys, I have to just give... I just, I I thank you for being here, for tuning in every week, for sharing this podcast. I just got some metrics yesterday, some numbers on the podcast, and we have hit, by the time you listen to this, probably over 15,000 downloads, which is a huge number in the podcast world because that means there are so many more people that listen um, that do not download. And so that puts me in the top 5% of podcasts worldwide. So how amazing is that? I mean obviously there are millions of podcasts out there, but um that's a pretty cool metric to hit. And so I just thank you so much for being here. If you guys wouldn't mind um just dropping below, give me a five star review if you know you found some of the information I've been sharing valuable. I truly appreciate that. That just shows um shows the podcasting platforms that hey this is worth listening to people like it and hopefully we can get this out to even more people um and just kind of share the joy of homesteading some things that we learn along the way and just kind of build a community here. I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, today is such a fun episode. We are going to talk about, so the next few episodes are going to be about gardening, but today I'm going to go over my seeds and what I ordered this year, where I ordered from, and kind of my garden plans. And then next week we're going to get into what to do in these kind of cold Um, sometimes frustrating winter months when we just want to be out there and we want to be um, working on the homestead. I desire so much to be outside this time of year and but there are things that we can do now to make it so that we're more efficient and we have better crops and yields by doing some of kind of the grunt work right now and really taking these months and using them to our advantage. Um, And so yeah, so this is going to be an exciting few episodes and so let's get into this. So before we really dig into the seeds, I want to talk purchasing seeds versus purchasing starts from your local nursery. So starts are typically a plant that some some nursery has grown from seed for you. They're um, typically about you can be like two to inches to six inches tall, several weeks old. So they just kind of have a head start on life. They require less effort from you. You purchase them after the frost is gone so that you can go ahead and plant those in your garden. Obviously, seed versus start, the biggest difference is going to be price. Starts are going to be quite significantly more in cost because you're already buying a guaranteed plant that's already growing. Someone has put a ton of effort into it. And so the cost is higher. Um, So that's the biggest deal that some people, especially if you're having a large garden, if you're planning on doing canning or storage varieties, things like that, you're going to probably want to go seed versus start. Now with starts as well, it's mostly the most popular varieties that they're going to have at your local nurseries. Um, Because of what we do here and all the canning, and I also want to have storage varieties this year, a lot of the local nurseries don't have the abundance of selection, it's just not possible or plausible to have so many varieties, you know, so they pick the couple that are staples that they know perform well, that do good, and so those are the ones that they sell. Now, I want a lot of storage varieties, and that's actually different. They're different seeds and different varieties of the plants to grow to to actually store over winter, so they have more of a hardiness to them and a longevity, then most of the ones that typically you're going to find at the nursery are not going to have. Those are going to be most like pick. They're great fresh. You can can with them, but the storage and the longevity of them is just not going to be there. Those are specific kinds that you're going to have to plan for and buy um, from seed. So those are kind of the basic differences with why you would buy starch versus seeds. Now, if you're going to have a small, um, maybe you live in the city, you want to have just a garden on your patio or deck, then, you know, buying all the seeds and the waste is probably going to be included in that And as far as you're not going to be able to use all the seeds before the germination is kind of lost. And that's typically about three years with a packet of seed to where the germination is just going to go down pretty significantly to it'll almost be a waste of time at that point to plant them and spend time because the germination rate of what's actually going to grow from the soil is gonna be um, not very much. Um, And so you just probably not gonna wanna do that unless you have a friend who has extra seeds. (laughs) Most of us who do start from seed have an abundance of seeds and we do not mind sharing with our friends So if you have someone who loves to garden, maybe reach out to them See if they'll spare a few for you and you can start or just go ahead and buy starts from the nursery There's nothing wrong with that I'm not choosing to do it for the specific reasons that i've listed before i'm making a large garden So cost is definitely an issue storage variety and I want to just get a few different things from but I've typically grown in the past because I'm really wanting to expand my garden this year into a lot of different areas. So that's kind of difference with those. Now with seeds, there's three different kinds of seeds as well. You have your heirloom seeds, you have your hybrid seeds, and then you have your GMO genetically modified. Now, thankfully in home gardening, we don't really have to worry about GMO seeds too much. That's mostly a large crop, um, product that they will do for like corn, soy, things like that are going to be genetically modified. Now, obviously watch out, make sure that what you're purchasing is not, but it's not something that we have to worry about too much yet in the, in the local family gardening. Now, some people can get the hybrids kind of mixed up with the GMO thinking hybrids are not a great option, Um, but that is actually not true. So um, let's start with heirloom. Heirloom seeds are seeds that have not been tampered with or modified or changed or anything in at least 50 years. So they are an organic um, seed that you can um harvest seeds from in that fall and actually take and keep and then replant next year. So heirloom varieties are very easy to seed save from. And now then you have your hybrids which hybrids are actually sometimes very nice especially if you live in an extreme climate where you have a lot of heat or maybe your growing season is, is shorter. Hybrids are specifically bred so that they can different ones can perform better in different locations. Um, hybrid seeds you cannot seed save from because they have um, the best way I had it explained to me was I listened to the Homemaker Chic podcast. Such great information from them. But basically how Shay Elliott described it was it's like having two parents. So hybrid plant is the baby or the seed from two parent plants that were put together. So it's like if mom and dad had a baby, the baby has traits from both those parents. And so they can specifically breed certain plants to have different um, qualities that you can't always get from a high, from a heirloom. Um, I have heard um, that heirlooms can sometimes be harder to grow because they are not kind of bred specifically for a certain area or a certain climate. They also, sometimes people have said that they have um, more issues with bugs and pests and things like that because you can breed hardiness into plants as well. Um, and so those are just kind of things you have to take into account. I'm planting both. Um, and so I'm just going to watch all of those. Some things are only available in hybrid or only available in heirloom. And so I don't. neither one is wrong. Um, neither one is GMO. So you're just, it's kind of just what you want to have. And so I have um, a variety of both of those. And so that's kind of the difference between starts, seeds, all of that. I also have a really good blog post that I kind of wrote out that explains it more in depth. I will link that below just as far as different kinds of seeds. And um and my some of my favorite places to purchase them, which I will also get into here as well. So the items I have bought. So this order that I'm sharing with you today, I purchased from Johnny Seeds. Johnny Seeds has very consistently good germination rates. They have a wonderful quality um, and just selection of seeds as well. And so they're probably like my main hub for getting my vegetables, my herbs, my things like that. And then I ha- there's Baker Creek Seeds. They have wonderful flower varieties and. Herbs. Herbs, and there's just a few other ones too that I really enjoy. But for most of my produce and vegetables, I do um, do Johnny's. <laughs> um, okay, so 40 items. What I'm doing this year is I'm having several different gardens, and I might actually have to find someone to help assist me with uh, weeding. The one thing when you start a new garden, so be prepared. If you are just like branching out, this is your first year in a new area you are going to deal with more weeds because you have not tended this garden. It is a brand new one. Um, the soil is just gonna have other plants that are in there that have been dug down deep. When you turn things, it might reveal some, some plants that were down there, some seeds, and they might go ahead and germinate. And so the first few years is more of a battle. <laughs> and so just be prepared for that and know that it will not always be that way, that the longer you tend to garden, um, the more predictable it gets and the easier it is to tend. And so that's one of the things I'm gonna be dealing with this year The weeds last year were pretty crazy i put in what i kind of called my experimental garden i had like a small experimental cut urban flower garden that was right next to the house kind of my kitchen garden and then we had the garden that was by the chicken coop and that was a larger garden and that was what i consider my canning garden now i'm actually going to expand those two and kind of connect them this year i'm hopefully doing it in kind of a cottage style design so i'm intermingling flowers in there and just i want it to look very natural, kind of messy, kind of just that's that's my style. I'm not very um I don't know, it's I don't like rigid lines and harsh things. I just like a lot of flow and um a lot of naturalism in it. And so I'm gonna connect those together, but I'm still gonna have like my kitchen garden, which generally in a kitchen garden you're gonna plant things like a few tomato plants, a few things to where you can just run out from your kitchen real quick, grab it and then go back inside. So your herbs, your things like that, and then if you have enough space, you can have a canning garden that you know everything that's coming from that section is going to be used um, in a harvest in a canning for storing or even besides canning like a cold storage. Um, it's a longevity kind of garden that you're doing for that. So I have those two different gardens. Now this year I'm getting extra, <laughs> I'm getting extra, and I am going to plant. So my garden last year that was half herbs, half flowers, cut flowers. The cut flowers did really good. I had some really good zinnias, my amaranth, my um, globe amaranth, uh, celosia. Those all did really, really well. And so I'm expanding and I'm making a different cut flower garden. So I'm going to have a cut flower garden, my herb slash kitchen garden, my canning garden. And then I'm also going to have a squash area. So for my pumpkins, um, my butternut, all my different kinds of squashes, my zucchini, um, I'm going to have that because they just, those plants get so huge that they need a lot of space and they can kind of choke out your other garden. Like I, I had them next to my onions and my asparagus last year and they just took over and it was so hard to keep them in their lane and out of the, the rest of the garden. So they get their own designated spot this year. And now I have the ability to do that because I do have quite a bit of property. So just decide what's more important for you and just kind of keep these factors in mind that those plants do get large. You don't need a ton of them. I mean, if you get one solid zucchini plant, one solid pumpkin, they can each produce enough to easily feed a family over the summer and also keep some product for over the winter time as well. So you don't need a ton of those in any way, shape or form. Now, I'm also planning to be part of the farmer's market locally here. And so I'm just kind of growing extra because I'm hoping to be able to take that and use that um, in for, for selling as well and for some financial gain is, is our hope. My whole point in saying this is I'm, I'm doing a lot. And so do not assume or think that you have to go as crazy as I'm going with um, how much I'm purchasing. Okay, so like I said, I really want to have I am getting very much into the medicinal herbs. I've always been kind of crunchy and weird as far as I do like onion compresses on my kids when they're sick. I do a lot of, (laughs) Um, I don't, it used to not be weird, but apparently nowadays it is. If you don't grab bottled Tylenol, then you're, then you're odd. But I try to stay away from that and see if I can do things naturally. And I just think um, I like to be able to problem solve myself. I don't like to feel like I have to outsource things to other people because that makes me feel like I'm vulnerable, that my family is vulnerable, and that in an emergency, I need to seek someone else's help versus being able to try to problem solve and figure it out myself. And so I like to be able to, I want to grow my own things. I want to kind of make my own tinctures, um, teas and some medicinal things, as well as just have herbs that I can dry and do myself. Because the more I can make and the more I can grow here, the less I have to purchase and outsource from other places. So um, that's kind of my reason for doing this. So. I'm just going to go in the order that Johnny's Seeds has it um, on the website. I was going to do this episode yesterday because my my seeds were supposed to come Friday. Then they didn't. Then um, they were supposed to come, well, they couldn't come yesterday because it was a holiday. And so they're supposed to come today. They're still not here, but I'm just doing this anyhow because I pulled it all up on the Johnny's website. So the first thing I have here is, and I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, so just bear with me. Um calypso cilantro and um this is going to be an herb so cilantro herb the calypso c-a-l-y-p-s-o um is the name of it. There's different varieties, different kinds. You can read all about them. This one just seemed like it would grow really well in our environment, and then I would get a good harvest. A lot of, especially herbs, you can, you don't usually want them to flower unless you're planning on seed saving or the seeds are what you're trying to harvest. Um, usually, you're gonna trim them and just keep trimming them before they go to seed because once they go to seed, the leaves usually will turn bitter and they all the energy of the plant is being pushed up into the flowers and to the seeds. And so the leaves lose their taste. So a lot of these you're gonna wanna harvest the leaves before and not allow it to go to seed unless you're done for the year. So we have cilantro, then we have cutting celery. And so the cutting celery is more, it doesn't grow in like the big um, kind of clumps where all of them are together. It's more like individual stalks, which just seemed to me would be better just for everyday harvest. So like go grab a couple, use them in your dinner, use them in your soup, use them however you're going to, and then you don't have to have or store any extra in the fridge. You just cut however you need. You don't have to cut a whole like bunch how they sell them at the store. And so this is just more of a grab and go kind of celery, which I felt would just be easier for our family and less waste for us as well. Then I have the perplet onion seed. So these are a smaller purple onion. This is not a storage variety. This is just a cut and use. I love purple onions in the summertime for salads and vinaigrettes, um, to just toss and use on hamburgers. They're so good eaten fresh. Um, and so I planted those just to be able to use them throughout the summer. I also got like a chive. It's called deep purple onion seed. And basically they're like a chive. They are purple on the bottom, purple I love purples and greens together and so a lot of these two I've just purchased for aesthetic purposes like instead of just purchasing a regular green onion that's going to have more of a white bottom and a green top I would rather have the purple because it's just pretty and aesthetics matter to me so deep purple onion seed and that one is just the stalks, so you can again toss those in salads we I love onions in this house I feel like they add so much flavor and depth to dishes I probably go through eight onions a week Like I'm not even joking, we put them, I put them in everything. I know they're not everyone's jam, but we love them here. Um, Then for tomatoes, I have Sun Gold. Now these are F1 tomato seeds. F1 is going to refer back to hybrids. So F1 means first generation hybrid seed. I'm reading this. Plant that occurs following the succession of cross, the successful cross pollination um, of other varieties. So that's what F1 means when I say that. It's just going to help if you're trying to like, if you're on the Johnny's website, it's Sun Gold F1 tomato seeds. And these ones are tiny tomatoes. So they're, again, I love the small tomatoes, kind of like the grape tomatoes in um, or cherry tomatoes I suppose in salads and things like that and just going out there and grabbing and eating them as you're working in the garden they're so fun and so these ones I got just for the pure fact of eating fresh I'll probably plant these in my kitchen garden so they're accessible to the family I can grab them when I'm going to just whip up a dish in the kitchen in the summertime oh I'm counting down those days it just makes me so excited even talking about them so then the next tomato I have is the San Marzano 2 and these are organic tomato seeds. Now these ones are more of a fleshy tomato. So in the past, I have planted celebrities and I have planted early girls and beef steaks. But I really want to, I have found just generally in me making and canning things that I don't really like I like more of a chunky, more of a thick salsa um, when I can and the paste and the tomato sauces and everything, and these have more meat and less of the seeds. Like the celebrities, the early girls, the beef steaks, they have a lot of more juices in them. And um, so they just kind of make, you have to cook them down more if you want to remove all the water from them when you're canning with them. Um, So it just kind of takes more time versus if you get a a more meaty tomato that has less um, volume of water in it, it's going to be a a faster canning process. I think that probably that's something most of us desire so those are I think the only two tomatoes I bought this year just because I'm very utilitarian like the ones to go my salads fresh the ones I want to can um, my different things sometimes you guys keeping it simple is best and then I went ahead and I got the red broom corn and now this is an ornamental corn so <laughs> last year um, I was just so so frustrated with how expensive it was to decorate the outside of your house for fall like the pumpkins the corn stalks I mean it could be and our porch is big so if I wanted to decorate it the bougie like blowout way that I like to decorate things it would have cost me hundreds of dollars for all this product that was going to rot eventually and so I didn't decorate for fall last year and I was I was kind of mad about it. And so I decided this year, well, I'm just going to grow my own that um, I can use and then I don't feel bad about it. So you know what? this red broom corn was 550 and I believe the seeds in it were 50 seeds. It could have been more. I don't really remember. that's kind of the average of most of the seeds in these. So if I plant those 50 corn stalks for 550, I'm saving myself. I think the corn stalks at one of the local um, farms here, I think it was like $15 a stock. So and that had like about 12, I think stalks of corn in it and it wasn't even the broom corn it was actual real corn they had harvested so they weren't as pretty as the ornamental kind of red broom corn is um so kind of think what like thinking backwards decor even that you can plant for and so that's what I planted the red broom corn I didn't plant regular corn because one my neighbor down the road plants corn every year and he has a surplus and I'm not going to plant something that he's going to grow and share with me and I know he will and corn is not something that I do a ton with um, throughout the winter months or just in general. Like we love a few ears of corn fresh in the summertime, but I don't cook heavily with corn, which in the South is weird because everyone here cooks with corn. So it's definitely something I per- I brought along with me from the Pacific Northwest where, you know, I never was able to grow corn in the Pacific Northwest. It wasn't possible because our climate and our growing season was so short, it really didn't accommodate for that where we lived. So not something I could do that next is the Adam Gherkin organic F1 cucumber seed and so that is more of a pickling cuke and I really want to when we lived in the Pacific Northwest my um, father-in-law always canned pickles for us and he made spicy canned pickles they were amazing the trick is you have to get grape leaves and put them in there with garlic and whatever peppers you want so good well he doesn't live with us or close to us anymore um, and as much as we've tried to convince them that they should buy a winter home or something and come visit us, they have not yet. So I have to now um, can my own pickles, which is fine. I had just a generic brand that I bought from I think Tractor Supply or something last year and they were very thick and more meaty and I just really didn't like them. I'm very particular about my cucumbers. I used to hate them and I love specific ones. Um, And so this is going to be a pickling cuke that I can also eat fresh and add to salads and things like that. So again, it serves dual purposes. Um, From there we have the Sunland lettuce seed. So Sunland lettuce seed and this is more of a um, romaine lettuce. Um, and this is going to, again, go great in our summer salads. I love romaine. Very easy to just go out, grab a head. Um, the is too, because we have a longer growing season in Tennessee, we're, um, in zone seven, I can plant this earlier. It will not grow well in the summertime because it's just going to be too hot. So it's something I can grow really well. Um, probably like late winter, early spring to mid spring and then I can grow again in the fall. Um, I don't really think I can have it grow in the middle of summer. I think it's just going to be too hot for it but we'll see. Um, Again this is my second year in this growing season and my first year doing a lot of these plants um, in this area. The next one I have is the Salanova green butter pelleted lettuce seed and so this is green butter lettuce. Now if you've ever had the butter lettuce from the store it's consistency and the leaves they're just so good butter lettuce is usually more expensive and it's for a reason it's because it's delicious and the seeds were actually more expensive too the seeds i got for the packet was seven dollars and twenty cents so um most of the packets i got were around three to five dollars but i was willing to spend it because i know how good that lettuce is so i'm really excited about that the next one is sugar snap pea seeds now sugar snap peas i genuinely um, I don't really do a lot of canning with them. Those are mostly eaten fresh and like when we're out in the garden and we're just walking around snacking on garden stuff. Um, that's what I like though. So that's just pure enjoyment seasonally. I don't really plan to do anything specific with those. Um, the next one is Black Magic Organic F1 Jalapeno Pepper Seeds. I got the Black Magic because <laughs> they are purple. They're like a blackish purple color and again, I just thought it'd be so fun to just kind of deviate from the typical jalapeno green peppers that I get and just try the Black Magic for fun. These will be eaten fresh and I do use them to can. I can salsa every year and so I'm gonna use them in our salsa and then I also just like to can jalapenos by themselves because I am a spicy girl. I love all things spicy and so I will just keep them in the fridge and dump them on all my salads and all my foods. Um, I try to keep it reserved for me because my family does not love spice as much as me and so I add it on top of the dishes um, on my personal plate. Then the next I have is the King Arthur F1 bell pepper seeds. Now these kind of a variety pack, they come, I believe in red and green, or sometimes I'm not quite sure. I didn't read good enough, but I think a lot of times too, that they, they can change color when they're on there longer and become sweeter. Some things become more spicy and some things become sweeter if they're left on there longer. It depends on what you're growing. The longer jalapeno is on and if it starts to crack, that actually shows that it's even spicier than it was previously. So that's kind of something to know. One year, I think when I first started growing jalapenos, they were like, there's cracks all over them. And I was going, you know, what's going on? Are they going bad? And no, it's just part of the process. They're still completely good, but they're hot. So, um, so King Arthur for my bell peppers. We love bell peppers. I'm going to plant a lot of those because I... I we again it's like one of the things with the onions we eat them and bell peppers are probably one of the plants that noticeably have a distinct flavor difference in the ones at the store they are so much better fresh and you can tell like if you were blindfolded and you had a store-bought one versus one from your garden noticeable difference um and so I'd love to grow those as well then the next one I have is a black futs. I think is what it's called organic butternut squash seed now I had the regular um, butternut squash seeds in my basket as well, but I took them out in exchange for these. So these ones are actually, they kind of have the wartish look on them. They're kind of like a purplish brown color with some orange in them. They're beautiful. They're kind of ornamental looking. And so I figured not only could we eat them and they store well, um, is that they are also great for decor around the property and also selling um, their eye-catching if I was to do that at the farmer's market. So that's one of the reasons I got those. And then for green beans, we got the affirmed bean seeds. So they're just a very standard green bean. I use those to can green beans and I'll add those into soups. So we'll just do them. I love to have green beans with um, bacon pieces in it and cream and you put a little bit of fresh garlic mince on top of that and it is so good thank you baby so um I just my son just brought me my Johnny seed order I'm gonna read it off of here because I'm I'm already on a roll but I my seeds came they're right in front of me and I'm so excited okay so so the affirmed beans and I just got one variety um just gonna can those call it a day I really only can green beans as green beans I don't really can them in any other thing so There's that. And so then I have the broccoli seed. It's BC1611. And I believe this is kind of a storage variety and it's more like the celery where it doesn't grow in these big heads. It grows in more smaller individual pieces. So it's easier to um, harvest per use. So again, you don't have a lot that you're putting in your fridge. There's none that you have to, that you feel like you've wasted. You just pick the amount that you want to have that specific night for dinner or to snack on. Um, And then I got the storage variety number four, F1, cabbage seed. And so this is a storage cabbage. Cabbage is really fun to ferment, to use in salads, to can with. There's just so many different things that you can do with cabbage. It's very inexpensive. It grows a nice big head and so... Oh my gosh, if you hear that duck, it sounds like it's dying outside. It's not, but I apologize if you hear that. Um. Anyhow, they store very well. A lot of times cabbage too, if you do store them, we're going to talk about that come storing season, but um, typically you're going to want to have them in kind of a cold storage. And a lot of times they can develop some rot like on the outer leaves. And if you're new to it, you might think, oh my gosh, my cabbage has gone bad and you might toss it. But if you actually take those leaves off and you just kind of peel down a little bit, you will find that underneath that, your cabbage is still beautiful, completely usable and still delicious. Um, And so I plan to see if I can store as many of those as possible. Then we have the Bolero Pelleted F1 Carrot Seed. These are a nice, thick, very meaty carrot. They're not like super long, but they're chunky. They're chunky, nice, good carrots. And so I'm planting those so that we can can those to be able to use in soups and things and just to be able to eat fresh as well. My kids are not super into carrots. I'm hoping like by them watching the process of planting them, growing them, washing them, that there's going to be more of an attachment to it because like I made this, so I'm going to eat it. We can hope, as parents, we can hope that the process of gardening and showing our children will actually, like, have them have a healthier appetite and appreciation for these vegetables. Um, the next thing I have is the Bishop F1 cauliflower seed. So this is just a very standard, traditional cauliflower. It grows with a big green leafy let it leaves around it, and then it's kind of wrapped in the green leaves. You got your beautiful white cauliflower in the middle. I know because of what I planned last year, that bugs are definitely an issue here in the South. Um, So I'm going to have to problem solve that and figure out how to save and salvage my lettuce and my, um, because notoriously, cauliflowers, broccoli, lettuce, bugs love. And so we're gonna have to problem solve that and stay tuned for what I figure out um, with that. And then the next thing I have is the Patterson F1 onion seed. This is a storage variety onion. So just standard like information, Purple onions do not store well. They just are better eaten fresh versus like the yellow or white onions. If you get a storage variety, they can last for quite a while if you dry them correctly, harvest them at the correct time, which we'll cover all that at that time of season when we're in that stage. But Patterson F1 onion seeds are what I got just for our onions that we're going to have. Hopefully be able to keep since we go through so many, we'll see. Um, Well, I'm going to have to have a big onion bed. That's all I can say. It's going to be a lot. The next thing is pink beauty organic radish seeds and I got these ones because the radishes again that I just like bought off the store shelf last year. We had just moved. I was already late to the growing season and we had so many other things going on with the house and the foundation and everything. No AC that I just did not have time to invest in a bunch of research which is why I'm really excited about this year. So last year my radishes were so spicy like it was too much. The kids couldn't eat them. I could hardly eat them. I was like tearing up eating some of these radishes, but you know, you, you you grow them. So you're like, I will consume these. I worked hard on these. So this year I wanted to get more of a sweet radish that wasn't quite so zingy. That was just a little bit easier on the palate. And so the Pink Beauties kind of promised that. And so we'll see if they deliver once we grow those. And that's one of the first things you can plant. Typically radishes, I go direct to seed in the garden bed. I don't um, plant those in trays in the house or anything. They grow really good um, in the late spring months, probably here because we're in Tennessee, early spring months. Um, They're one of the first things you can get out there, first harvest, they're amazing. The next thing we're gonna talk about here is Daisy Gourd, Gourd Seeds. And these are just some fun ornamental gourds. They are not very big. They're kind of the size of a small um, miniature pumpkin. Uh, There's not probably a ton of flesh in them. They're just more for... Um, aesthetics, pretty, decorate my porch, that kind of stuff. The next thing we have is bouquet dill seeds. I love dill. Dill is great to add with, like, when you're canning the cucumbers, you're making pickles. It's great to dry and keep as an herb to use in your kitchen all winter long. It's also great fresh in salads um, and just really hearty salads that are just refreshing in the summertime is hardy and refreshing, more refreshing than hardy. Um, I love dill and dill self-seeds a lot. So once you get a good dill going, um, you're probably going to be pulling out the rest of your beds and you will not have to buy another packet for your entire life if you stay where you are. Um, the next one is Greek oregano. There are different kinds of oregano. This is an organic herb seed um, just based on our area and what I want to use it for. And I want to dry it Um, And then Crush uses our, um, so I don't have to buy it from anywhere else. If you don't grow your own herbs, definitely I recommend Mountain Rose Herbs. I know I've talked about them here and shared them on my blog several times. They are an amazing resource for organic, good quality, amazing tasting herbs at a great price. So if you don't wanna grow any of these or maybe you can't in your area or your growing season's too short or you're listening to this too late, it's a place I purchase all the herbs that I cannot actually grow and harvest myself here. Um, the next one is Giant of Italy organic parsley seeds. So Giant of Italy is one of the best ones for drying um, and for growing large quantities. And so I I don't love parsley fresh. I find it very overwhelming in dishes, um, but I love it dried. I love to sprinkle on top of nachos um, along with garlic powder and some chili when I cook those with some ground beef. Um, I love it so much dried, but just like no palate for it fresh. So I got a good variety to dry. Um, the next one is, oh gosh, extractica sage seed, um, sage. I don't know that I used to love sage, but I love it obviously in pork dishes and things like that. It's very good. Bacon breakfast thing. I mean, just all of that. Um, it's also really good if you deep fry it in some butter or some tallow or some lard and, um, just deep fry it and sprinkle some salt on it. Oh my gosh, it's so simple, but it tastes amazing. Deep fried sage leaves. Try it, you'll thank me later. It's so good. Um, The next one is German Winter Organic Thyme Seed. Thyme, again, just one of those spices I wanna dry, I wanna keep on hand. I find the drying process so romantic. I have a drying rack, which I can link to at the bottom of this episode. And I'll just cut when things become, when I know they're just like the perfect, um, size to dry and they have like, the leaves are good. I know that the flavor's really nice. I'll just snip them off, put some jute around them, hang them up on my little drying rack, put them kind of in a window, but not like direct sunlight. You don't want to cook them. You want them to slowly dry because that enhances the flavor. I actually have a whole drying blog post as well that I'll link below. So many resources for you guys this time. And this is probably a longer episode than I've normally de- done before, but I um, just have a lot to talk about this time. Um, then we have, I think it's anise hyssop and it's an organic seed so this is a medicinal herb or a herb that a lot of times is used for teas and tinctures and salves Um, and it's a beautiful beautiful flower there's it's like a purple um like elongated flower uh, with this green foliage underneath kind of like a bushy foliage F- foliage, excuse me, <laughs> it's a gorgeous flower. So if you just buy it for aesthetics and if you've got honeybees or you want to encourage bees to come, this is a great plant, anise hyssop, A-N-I-S-E, H-Y-S-S-O-P. So someone can tell me if I butchered that, which I'm probably sure I did. Um, The next one is also one that I'm doing in my medicinal herb garden, which my gar- my herb garden is like medicinal and regular herbs because pretty much both of those, like even regular herbs are used in medicinal um, have medicinal properties to them. So bor- borage, borage seed. So this one is one that has a beautiful like bluish star flower. It looks like a little star, each flower. And it's on this like light green. It's kind of a longer, taller plant, I believe. And it there's so many things that this plant is good for. And as I make my different tinctures and I experiment, I'll definitely share my highlights on here um, if any of you guys would like that. And then I, did I say I was doing a cut flower garden? I did. So zinnias did amazing here last year. And so I am really leaning into things that I know are gonna grow well because I'm gonna be so, gonna be so busy in my gardens anyhow that I want like something I, that's a pretty much of a guarantee that I know is gonna grow good. So I have the queenie. Red lime, and so they're more of a lime color in the middle, these zinnias, and then they, as they bloom out, the sides are like this really vibrant pink. They are gorgeous. And I'm trying to think of like flowers too that people would come and pick, like flowers that, a lot of people use in weddings or in events so that something that they would come over and it would be like, oh, that's the color I want. I'm gonna get that. Um, and then I also got Oklahoma white zinia seeds. White obviously goes with a lot of different things. They're beautiful. They kind of also have like a lime green center and then they blossom out to white um, on the outside. Just very, very beautiful. Oh, now we're now we're taking it back to tomatoes. T- I got the tomatillo seed, the toma verde verde you guys don't hate me, Um, tomatillo seed. And these ones are, I have never grown these before, but they are great in salsas and especially fresh salsas and canning. And you guys know, I just said, I'm all about the spice. And so this is gonna be my first year experimenting with like a green tomato. And I'm really excited to play around with this and see what I can create and the recipes that um, I can use these in. Now we're back to the cutting garden. Because again, I'm just doing this in the order that Johnny Seed sent me my inventory. So this is the QIS Light Pink Larkspur Seed. And so Larkspur, I would say like is very similar in look to like a foxglove or um, what's, oh, I forget what the other one is right now. It's like escaping my brain. But they are like a long, elongated flower. They are beautiful. These ones have like green tips. And then they're this very romantic light pink color. I hope they grow well i didn't grow them last year so we will see and then i got the same qsi white larkspur seeds so again same exact thing just in white very romantic very beautiful cutting flowers um oh, if i have those on my kitchen counter in the summer i will just die over how pretty they are and then we have the straw flower seed in silvery rose so this is kind of another light blush pink mixed with a lot of creamy white colors i didn't grow strawflowers last year but i have grown them for years and years with success over in Washington. And they basically bloom dried. If you've never touched a straw flower, you touch the flower leaves and they're dried. So when you take them and you like hang them upside down to dry, basically at that point, you're just drying the stem and kind of um, the very, uh, basically the stem. They don't change in color at all. Like what, what color they bloom, they stay because they were already bloomed dry. It's the weirdest thing, but they are Beautiful and very easy to, um very easy to grow. And then I also got the purple-red strawflower seeds and they are the most gorgeous, deep, like they're really not red to them, just a deep, rich purple color. And even the stems on them are like a darker, rich green. Oh, I'm so excited. And then I got the Dara, which is Danica seed, um, also could be called Queen Anne's Lace. So we have a lot, which Queen Anne's Lace is a wild carrot. We have a lot of the white Queen Queen Anne's lace that grows here in Tennessee. I just thought it was gorgeous. It's all over the place. Um, And this one here is more like, it's like a pack of three where you have um, a light burgundy, a dark burgundy, and then a very like light blush pink color. So it's all three of those. So, so pretty. I cannot wait. I'm hoping because it grows wild here so well that this will also grow really well in our kind of clay rich soil. I'm gonna try to wrap this up for you guys because we're already we're already almost at 40 minutes here. Um, emerald tassel amarantha seed. So this is very much a drapey, beautiful green. So I kind of got this as a filler for cut flowers. So they drape. Um, the flower itself is probably like six to 12 inches long, and it just drapes down. So you have the leaves kind of at the top, and then it's just the most romantic. Um, it's like it looks like something you could sew onto a dress, or like fringes or tassel. It kind of reminds me of tassel. Um, a nice, really kind of limish green just a soft light green color very pretty and then I got some more zinnia seeds the serona zinnias they're just more of a pretty much basic straight pink color um which again I just think will complement um a lot of people's styles when in the you pick flower garden and then I got these lacy lavender blue discus seeds Didica seeds. It's D-I-D-I-S-C-U-S. And they more like a pomp, like a little pompous. Um, What do you call that? Like, it's just like a circle. It's like a big fluffy yarn ball circle flower. And so it's just all these blue little puffs of flowers with this beautiful green stem. And they are gorgeous. Again, great in um, floral arrangements, great as filler in floral arrangements, and supposedly have really good longevity in the vase. So, Um, i'll let you know how that goes and then we have victorian blue um, salvia seeds And those are getting just a nice good filler. They're blue, they dry really well. Um, And so I'm going to, I want to do a lot of after Christmas time, you know how your house just kind of feels bare, which in a way is good because it's clean and nice and you just kind of feel ready for the new year, but it also can feel almost naked to a point that it's uncomfortable. And so I really want to lean into grabbing and drying flowers so I can create some beautiful dried flower centerpieces in my house to just kind of warm it up during these more dreary months when there's just not a ton of color and I want color, you know? Um, Oh look, I did also get the celebrity tomato. (laughs) Well, there you go. I didn't even realize I got that. So, um, I told you guys earlier that I plant celebrities every year. So apparently I'm planting it again this year. Celebrity F1 tomato seed. They're just a good standard tomato. They always perform well. My dad grew celebrities. I've grown celebrities. You really can't go wrong. If you're just like unsure, go with celebrity. And I bet you, you'll have a really good yield. Um, we're almost done here, I have five things left and they're all pumpkins. So I have the Jaradale pumpkin seed, which is a beautiful like medium size, it's like a, almost a teal blue color. They, and it's more of a lumpy, like a textured skin, but not like the wart kinds that they also have. Um, it's just, it's very soft. It almost reminds me of like a velvet, like a velvet dress. It's so pretty. And then I got another one called the Porcelain Doll F1 Pumpkin Seed. And that's more like a thicker, it's more of a chunkier pumpkin. Um, again, it's going to be more like a orangish pink color. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's very similar to the the other one, the Jaradale. Um, but it's a little bit, a little bit bigger and then obviously a different color. Then we have the oh, Mesquite de Provence pumpkin seed. And this is a very, it's a, like a brownish, like a golden orange color, bigger than the other ones and just kind of beefy, but the coloring and just the texture of it is gorgeous. I'm t- I kind of like ordered my pumpkins, um, that, matched well in color. So when I had them all sitting on my porch, I just envisioned them all on my porch and how beautiful my porch was gonna be. And so that's why, so if none of these work out, I'm gonna be really disappointed and I'm gonna have a naked porch again for next fall. Um, again, with all of these pumpkins too, I did make sure that they were um, worked well for dishes so that not only can I harvest them for my porch, but I can also harvest them and use them in fall dishes and not have to like buy the pumpkin puree that these are edible pumpkins that um, taste well, have good round flavors that you can use in dishes. The last two pumpkins I got were the Speckled Hound, which is an F1 pumpkin seed. And this one is more of like a gray green, but it's also, it's like speckled with orange. So it's kind of like, you know, a horse, like a paint one that's like multicolored. It's kind of like that. It's just kind of splotchy. Looks like someone threw some paint on it. And you got some orange some places and some kind of greenish brown other places. Very pretty. And then I got the Valenciano pumpkin seed, which is just a standard uniform white pumpkin and so it just it'll go well with all the other ones it'll kind of just like bring them all together um very complimentary i don't have any like regular standard pumpkin i didn't get one so we'll just see how these guys grow um and that is it my friends whoa if you hung out for all of that and just my chatter Thank you so much. But that's what I got this year. I would love to hear what you guys got. Um, Make sure to follow me over on Instagram, Erin underscore Waylon underscore online. I'm sharing all of my gardening in real time on there. Come visit me. Tell me what you're planting. Give me some ideas. If you have a cut flower garden, share your inspiration with me. And um, I can't wait to talk next week about kind of my garden layouts and what to do in these winter months to prep for planting season. So I will talk to you guys then. Enjoy the rest of your day.